Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to be talking undervalued players. We each have five players we've picked that we think are still really undervalued for where they're going in drafts and where they're ranked right now as we get closer to draft season. Actually, I guess we could say we're in draft season, right, Jeff? We got the Scott Fishbowl started yesterday. So I guess draft season has officially begun. And and I think you kind of like the team we've put together is pretty solid. I mean, it's a super flex with weird settings, so it's not normal. We drafted Travis Kelsey as the fifth pick in the entire draft, which might seem crazy to some, but I mean, I think we're, you still feel pretty confident in that, don't you? I, I love the team. I really do. And this is why it's so wonderful to play in a league that has, you know, different type of rules. You just don't lock and load like, you know, you, you kind of, okay, this guy would be good or this guy will catch a certain amount of balls. You know, when, like, I really love the QB situation. You can play up to two if you would like. So one is going to be a flex. And then the interceptions get ramped up to negative four. So all of a sudden, you can't have, like, a Jameis, you know, playing because he, he will get you a lot of points, but he'll lose a ton of those too. So it, it definitely amps up the level of uh, attention you have to give to, you know, sussing out what is real. Yeah, it's, I think it's a lot of fun to have different random settings that make you think a little bit. So I'm actually, I think I might at least have, I might have one player that we made it into our fishbowl team that's on uh, my list today. So we'll figure out that. A couple of guys I wish we would have got, but we just missed out barely. So eh, overall, good team though, but we'll be finishing that up. Let me shoot, not finishing that up soon. feels like we should, but we're in like round eight or nine. There's 22 rounds in that thing, so. We'll be going for a while. Looking for some updates on uh, Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit, Twitter at the FF Profit. Check those places out. We'll put in uh, different updates on what our team is looking like. All right, so let's just jump into this episode, Jeff. We got five players each. Let's start with your number five most undervalued player for 2020. Number five, and this one is a borderline case, but I did want to bring his name up because I don't feel like we talk about him near enough. And I, he kind of gets forgotten, even though he was a very high draft pick only a few years ago. And I'm, I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette. So is he, you know, overlooked? Yes, but not by as drastic the amount as other guys I will talk about. But right now, in, and I'm, you know, going off a of fantasy football calculator, you can obviously look up ADP, so average draft position. Um, and this one, uh, I was looking at a non-PPR. And he, he's a little bit all over the place, but he's going 19th right now. And as a running back, so – you know, once again, is that incredible? No. But at the same time, Leonard Fournette, even though he has got a lot of bad press um, in the past few weeks or so, has really turned into a, a well-rounded running back. And Jacksonville, even though I don't, you know, they don't, they don't really give me a whole lot of hope, but Minshew showed enough and, and you know, they're, they're kind of getting there. He, last year, he had 265 carries. So that is the type of ball player that I come to think of him as like a hard nose, run it up the gut kind of guy. So 265 rushes, he goes over 1,100 yards. He only gets three touchdowns, which I think is very low. I think that number will go up. Uh, averages over four points, so 4.3 yards per carry. We always look at that just to see how healthy that may be. That's a pretty good one. That's pretty decent, not blowing you away, but very healthy. And then this is what really blew me away. I mean, I look at stats a lot. And for some reason, I'd never realized he caught 76 balls last year. Yeah, year that, that's surprising. 22. 
And, and the year before that, which he played more of a full season, he caught 20 or I'm sorry, he caught 36. So the fact that he jumped by about double the amount of balls he was going to catch definitely shows that they're, they're kind of trending in a, in a, you know, the way that the running back position is going right now, right? You got to give him the ball in space. You got to use him in more, more situations than just running it, you know, between the tackles. And he did a good job with those catches too. I mean, they're not huge, but once again, he almost seven yards per reception over 500 yards and he didn't get a single touchdown. So even though uh, I'm pointing all this out, I think he has room to grow because I think those carries and those catches will be there. Maybe not at 76, but even if he caught, you know, 60 balls or whatever it may be, got the same amount of rushes, I guarantee you he gets more than three touchdowns next year. I think that is fluky. So I think that he is being under um, just appreciated in general. And he is a freak athlete. He is unbelievably good. So you do need him as a kind of a cornerstone of that offense, and they're going to keep giving it to him. So I wanted to throw his name out there right now, 19th as a running back, I think is far uh, you know a little too low for Leonard Fournette um, even though he's had some injury issues and he's had some bad press but he is one talented player yeah tell me you told me that uh reception number the other day and it kind of threw me off like I I didn't remember that Fournette had caught that many balls last year that really surprised me and no one talks about that at all and it's just everyone's down on Fournette and you know I mean I guess in a way he hasn't lived up to what we had what quite hoped for but I mean, if you're getting him at 19 on fantasy pros, he's like 17 ADP. So he's right in that range. That's where he is 17 to 19 to, you know, 20. And that's, I think that's pretty good value for a guy who's going to have over 250 carries at least. Right. I mean, last year, 265 carries, 11, 1100 yards. And he's supposed to be 1100 yards and 76 receptions. That's actually fairly good numbers. I would say And that he gets, he is getting a little overlooked. Those touchdowns weren't there. You throw, you know, throw five more touchdowns on that numbers, those numbers last year, and everyone's in love with him this year. Oh, so. yeah. And, and, and even more so, I always love these guys, right? Because last year, he, he would have ranked the 13th best running back. And like you said, you throw a couple more touchdowns on there, and all of a sudden he's in the top 10. I mean, yep. it's really, really crazy. Um, and, he, and he missed a game too, so that would have helped. But, and, and even crazier, is, you know, you always think about these like, high-profile guys coming out of college, but after a few years, you kind of forget about them, especially if they go to a team that maybe is not necessarily a contender. And, I mean, the guy is only going to be 25. <laughs> He's still right. a very young running back. He's only been in the league for three years. So it is kind of mind-blowing that we kind of forget about him. I, you know, you take a look at him, you're like, this guy must be around forever. He just he, – he, that beard and everything is just this giant dude. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, yeah, he's – yeah, he's like – Frank Gore, like he's been around forever. I just take him for granted. Yep. And he's there's a lot left, I think. All right. So I'll go with my number five. And this one, I guess, can vary on where you're looking at your ADP. I mean, ADP is still kind of, it's not as reliable as you'd like right now. You know, it's still early. But I'm going off, if you go off fantasy pros and you go off their ADP, this is where I'm going to get my numbers, even off their, their consensus rank. So I'm going to go Le'Veon Bell. So Bell, let's say consensus rank, he's 24th right now, standard. And if you go ADP in standard, running back 27 right now on, on their ADP, which to me is, that just seems awfully low. I know he's higher. I know on like fantasy football calculator, but I'm, 
he's even this ranks lower. I keep seeing him go lower though. We got him as I think, was it running back 20 at least in the um, fishbowl? He was in the twenties, at least at running back. I know for sure. So I just think bell is, yeah, he had, he wasn't great last year and he missed the season before. So people are just kind of like, is he done? It hasn't been, he hasn't been good since 2017, right? When he had 1200 yards off 321 carries, but I still think there's something there. I think he's good enough. He's only what 28. It's still a couple more seasons left for a running back at that point. And if the, I mean, a lot of this can depend on Sam Darnold and if he's any good, but if he has a little bit of a jump, I think bell is still a good player. And I'm really not buying into the whole, um, I guess there's not that big of a thing about it, but Frank Gore's there and he's going to take a little bit away from Bell. He's not really. I mean, he's just, he'll play a little bit, but no more than any other player would in this position. So Bell, if if he's going running back 27, anywhere like in the mid twenties, I'm going to probably end up, he's going to be a running back three every time then. I think that's an awesome running back three to get Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, and he he would have showed up on my list later, but there's a ton of guys that I really like for undervalued, so I'll take him off, put <laughs> someone else on there. But Le'Veon Bell is one of the guys I really, really love this year, and that's because people are forgetting about him. He mm-hmm. went to a team that is not awfully, you know, not awfully good, and he still catches a ton of balls, and he grinded it out, and he, you know, took a year off, so he looked pretty healthy. And I think that if that team improves at all, and he gets back to that, at, you know, four yards a clip, a clip even, which isn't, you know, huge. All of a sudden, that guy skyrockets up the board, and you're kind of like, oh, yeah, how, well, why did I forget about this guy? I, I can't remember. Because even last year, I mean, he finished as the 21st running back overall. You know, he did miss a game, and he was in a terrible situation. But that is also non-PPR. If you throw that into, uh, you know, a half PPR or whatever it may be, because obviously that would be very important, um, Obviously, he's going to start moving up the board. So <clears throat> I, I can't say enough good things about Le'Veon Bell. I do think he's very good. And you'll have a uh, hopefully healthy Sam Darnold the entire year, which should definitely help his production as well. Yeah, I mean, in, in ADP-wise, he's on fantasy pros. I say he's going after Raheem Moster and David Montgomery and these kind of guys, which I'm going to – I want Bell. I think he still has more upside, a lot more upside than those guys. Even some some rookies are going ahead of Bell, like Acres and Swift, which I guess if you want a lot of upside, but there's, I mean, it's it's a risk there too. So, all right, let's go your number four player. My number four is going to be a quarterback, and this right. quarterback's name is Tannehill, and I've mentioned his name before, but he played one heck of a season last year, coming out of the abyss that was Miami. And he showed us that he really does have it. Him and A.J. Brown really clicked. I really, and Craig, I got to give you this one credit because you started talking about Jonu Smith to me. And, you know, I watch his highlight reel and you're kind of like, oh, wow, this kid could really be something very quickly. You have those two. And then obviously you have the boy from Western Michigan who hasn't really hit (laughs) his stride yet, but I still believe in his talent. And you look at what he was able to do, right? So he came on in week six, really. But if you go from week seven on, when he actually got to start all of those games, uh, he was the third best quarterback in the NFL. Third. The only two people that beat him were Lamar Jackson, so duh. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was slinging the ball like right. because, you know, they had to. So he was actually ahead of uh, Mahomes there in that stretch, even, which is crazy. Oh, yeah. That's yes. yeah. Yeah, so so 
Yeah, I mean, it is a pretty crazy one. And I think was Mahomes hurt a little bit just to yeah, but, throw that out there. He only played eight games. But even points per game, though, either way, I mean, better. He, he beat out, yeah, he beat out Dak. He beat out uh, Josh Allen. He beat out Jameis Winston, who had over, over 5,000 yards last year. He had, you know, beat out Russell Wilson, who I personally love. You just go down the list and you're kind of like, you know, all those guys are on, you know, quote, unquote, better teams, you know. And he was able to get it done with – frankly throwing the ball less than those other guys did he just his wide receivers were able to do more with it and on top of that you have a great run game with Henry so I don't think that this train will necessarily slow down all that much I think that if they let him throw the ball even a little more which I think is quite possible this year because he's you know he showed to be a pretty accurate quarterback I think that he can stabilize those numbers he could be a top 10 quarterback and right now he is going as the quarterback 20 Jeez. So especially if you're in a two QB league, this guy is someone that I always want to target. And, um, I, you know, I can't say enough about what he proved last year. So I really want to throw a shout out to Ryan Tannehill. He did phenomenal. And I really like his weapons. I like the way the Titans are going right now. Yeah, I don't think you can go any wrong with it. You can't go wrong with this pick. If you're getting him at 20, geez, that's way low. I mean, he's your second quarterback and you throw him on your team. And if he plays like he did last year, shoot, he's the perfect guy to just completely wait on then and just draft him at the end if he's really going to go that late. Um, I think it's a going to be a good pick. There's a couple guys. I mean, he's right there with like Baker Mayfield. And we, I like Baker as a, maybe as a risky QB too, but Tannehill is just the safe guy. I think, I think you're, it's weird to say that. I don't know. God, I can't imagine. <laughs> no. God. Yeah. If, if, can you imagine a year ago doing these episodes and thinking when a year from now, we're going to say Tannehill's the, the safe, this good, safe, solid pick. And, Baker Mayfield's going to be the risk. I just never thought that would happen. Yeah, and it's crazy too. I mean, he he was incredibly accurate. I want to stress that point because he did hit over the 70% accuracy mark, completion percentage, I should say, 70.3, which is pretty crazy. 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. I do think he is going to be that type of quarterback, even if it doesn't, you know, live up to the number three overall. I think that is probably asking a little bit too much from him. But, you know, averaging 22.5, um, points per game. I mean, he was, you know, he was really beating out the majority of people. All right, let's go to my number four. And I'm going to put uh, Jarvis Landry here. And Landry is really, I guess, come back onto my radar here in the last, like, I think pretty much last week when you talked about him on the safe players list, right? And Landry is now wide receiver, I believe 30, the last I looked. And let me pull this up. I'm just going to double check this wide receiver 30. You know, it's a Landry wide receiver 30. If you go look at his last five seasons, and this is standard scoring, even going standard scoring and Landry, we always know of as PPR, right? He's the PPR guy, but even in standard, he's gone 15th, 18th, 14th, 22nd, 14th. And that's, that's standard scoring for a guy who catches a bunch of balls and you're going to get him in the thirties. I don't see how you can go wrong with this. You're getting a wide receiver two, and he's going to be your three or even maybe four fourth wide receiver in some some instances and you're you're just paying nothing for him again that's another another scott fishbowl player we got we got him in what the seventh or eighth as our third receiver i mean you just can't go wrong with this pick i feel like yeah, he's wide receiver 30 currently um just one spot ahead of gallup and hollywood brown and he's behind he's, be, he's still behind debo samuel which is who's currently hurt so mm-hmm. 
man, I think Landry is just so extremely safe. And if you're going to be, he's going to be your third or even fourth receiver. There's absolutely, there's, you can't go wrong with this. And he's going to, he's going to finish top 20. I really believe he's going to finish top 20 again. I mean, history tells you he's going to finish top 20. So why wouldn't, why wouldn't he again? And if anything, the Cleveland offense should only be better. I believe this year, they really disappointed last year. So Landry as wide receiver 30, I think is just way undervalued. Yeah, I mean, what can you say? He, he, once again, he's a tremendous player. He really picked up the slack when OBJ didn't really work out necessarily last year as well as we thought he was going to. He was still able to get it done. And, um, and yeah, I mean, heck, he's just a very good wide receiver. He runs some of the best routes in the NFL. And I, I agree with you. He's never the guy, like the sexy yeah. pick. But if you just look at where he's finished in the last, wow, Five years now, I, you know, you forget how long he's been around, but he finished uh, positionally. So this would be wide receiver, but he finished 15th, 18th, 14th, 22nd, and then 14th last year, even after all of that went down. So he, he is very, very safe. So I really like everything you said about him. All right, let's go to your number three. Number three is going to be a guy, a guy that I keep coming back to because I just can't believe he's dropping this far. And I think that the idea that he is – on his last leg has just gotten out of control. And that's Todd Gurley. So <laughs> Todd Gurley is right now is, and this is in the past month of ADP. So it does tr show, you know, it's not, it should show kind of right now where people really figure you should go. And he is going as the running back 28, like gets out of town. It just doesn't make any sense. And I understand the, the worry that maybe his knee is hurt or something of that nature, but still 28 is far too low. Even if you have worries about that, he would be, you know, worth taking, uh, you know, the chance on. But even besides that, last year his team was not very good, right? The Rams really struggled on offense. Their, their line kind of fell apart. They couldn't throw the ball. They couldn't do a whole lot of anything. And on top of that, he was supposed to be hurt. He was supposed to have a damaged knee. He was supposed to be degenerative. And the guy is still ranked as the 12th best running back after all of that. He still managed somehow to get in the end zone 12 times while rushing the ball. It does not feel like if, if he really does have that kind of type of knee issue, I still think that you have a couple of years before it really affects him. So he's going to go to Atlanta. I think he's going to be on a, you know, look for blood. I still very much like this guy and there's no way that, that you'd be, taking i mean who who are you taking before this guy i really have to take a look at uh where he's going like what other like running backs are going to go ahead of him um I, mean, I don't know i mean at 28 it could be it's pretty much everyone so i'm just kind of yeah. blown away right now that's uh yeah if you can get him that late i mean he's going to be the one that goes all over the board some people you'll get a draft where people do fall in love with him and he goes you know much higher but He's going to fall in drafts, and I I think last year was much more to do with that offensive line than it was his knee. I really just – yeah, obviously the knee is going to be an issue and it's going to cut his career short, but it's not going to – it's not going to drastically, you know, hamper. It's going to it's going to hamper him slightly. Maybe he gets less carries, not quite the workhorse we thought. But this guy was the number one running back two years in a row just, what, in 2017, 2018? We're not very far removed from that. And that offense was just not good last year in, in Los Angeles. And that's really why I think he, you know, suffered so much. It was really that it wasn't it just, it wasn't him. It wasn't the knee. I think on a good offense, 
healthy, I think he's going to be much better. So he's not on my list today, but yeah, I'm still, I'm hoping to get Gurley in a lot of different leagues here. Yeah. And, and you'll see even on, on, and if I look at fantasy pros and just look at what the experts are, are doing and see all of their uh, draft boards right now, he's averaging the 16th position and he yep. does go as high as 28. Someone did draft him as nine, but I personally have not seen him go in the top 15 in almost any of the drafts I've done. So um, that I think that was the highest I've seen him go is maybe 14th one time. And I, I still am kind of blown away because he is slipping back into that 20s area where you're like, wow, this yep. is great value. All right, let's go. My number three, I went back to receiver here and I'm going with, I'm going with Brandon Cooks. I'm on board actually with Brandon Cooks right now. And he's going wide receiver 34 right now, ranked actually 36 consensus, but going 34, which still that puts him as basically a fourth receiver. And I mean, I, there's, there's injury concerns, I guess, with cooks. I mean, he's, he's kind of felt, it feels like he's slightly banged up a lot. Last year was the concussion issues, but I mean, he really, he, he missed some games with new Orleans, four games, you know, the first three years with new England, he missed one or no, he didn't miss any. He was to start looking. I'm looking at the wrong number. Here we go. He missed six games with new Orleans his first year. And that's it really. Other than last year with the concussion, right? He missed two. He wasn't the same after the concussion, but he, I think the injury concerns are a little overblown possibly. And you know, the concussion thing is it's worrisome in a way where if you get more, but, you know, that can be any player, right? Any player in the NFL's like one hit away, right? From not being valuable anymore. So Cooks, someone has to step up and be that receiver there. I mean, do you, I mean, Will Fuller has that potential too, but again, another guy who has, he has, Will Fuller, I think has real injury concern. I think he, I think he's hurt right now. I mean, pretty much, right? No, no joke. I think uh, was <laughs> you read the report about, uh, Watson throwing to his wide receivers and the only guy that was missing was Fuller because he hasn't been cleared yet. <laughs> like, oh yeah, no duh. Okay. Of course he was. And then what then their number three is gonna be Randall Cobb. Do you trust Randall Cobb? I don't trust Randall Cobb. Cooks, I think, can has a big chance to, you know, have be a top 20 at least wide receiver. I think top 15 receiver. He has the talent to do it. He's been up there many seasons. This is not it's not nothing new for Cooks. He's been what 12th, 8th, 7th, 13th. And last year, obviously, you know, didn't happen. That was not, not a very good season because of the injury was the concussion. But if he's, if he's right from that, he's going to be great and get him at wide receiver 34, put him as your fourth receiver. There's, you can't go wrong with that. So cooks is my number three. All right, let's jump to get in the top two here. Go to your number two here. My number two is going to be Stefan Diggs. So he is a wide receiver that we always liked here on the show. Um, I think he has tremendous upside. He's shown it for kind of one year, but he's always had big playability. And I like the fact that Buffalo, a young team that has a strong arm quarterback, maybe not the most accurate, but he goes out, they go out and they get Stefan Diggs, right? He's going to be their number one. He's going to be like the, the addition to what they need to do in order to amp up that passing game. I, you know, and my initial thought is Buffalo. I mean, do they really pass? You know, besides for John Brown last year, no one really caught a lot of balls. But I think that Stefan Diggs kind of walks into that John Brown role. I think that you can guarantee that they're going to target him a ton. Uh, what John Brown, I believe that he was in the mid-70s for receptions last year. 
I think you can believe Stefan Diggs will hit that mark and he's more explosive after he catches it. And that's nothing against John Brown. He, you know, he did tremendous last year. So I'd really, really like where he's uh, like what he's bringing to the table. And right now, and, and last year, just to, I mean, he finished 18th um, on a team that ran the ball a ton with Delvin Cook. Um, and right now, if, you know, according to different places, obviously, these are all over the place, but um, Stefan Diggs is going as the 21st wide receiver. And as the main guy there, I mean, he's, there's a no doubt that he is going to be the, the number one wide receiver in Buffalo. Um, I, I think that that is a extremely good price. And I think that he has a very, very high ceiling. So I've seen him even go lower than that. And like in the Scott Fishbowl, I know that that is different rules, but he hung around for a very, very long time. So I think because he went to Buffalo, people automatically downgrade him because of, you know, like the things I talked about, maybe not the most accurate quarterback, but he's getting better. And I think he can throw the deep ball. Stefan Diggs can definitely get behind you. And if you get the ball to him in space, he's going to make something happen. So Stefan Diggs, I think, is being underrated in, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely on board with that. I'm going to keep him off my list today, but I actually put him on a list I put on Instagram yesterday. Obviously, everyone knows I love Diggs. So I'm just going to add a couple other players here just because. So Diggs isn't going to make my list only only really because of that. But yeah, wide receiver 21, it looks like right now, wide, somewhere in that. He goes in that range. He's in the 20s. He's actually consensus-wise on Fantasy Pros. I mean, ADP is 20, but his rank is 27th even. He's way down there rank which is crazy. I mean, he's the number one on a team that's going to probably throw the ball around a lot. And I mean, I think I, I like the Buffalo offense. I mean, the funny thing is I don't think Josh Allen's like a really great quarterback, but I think it's going to do enough to make that team good in, in fantasy, except I do have slight worries. Okay. I'm starting to have this uh, like the Mitch Trubisky feel a little bit with Josh Allen. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. You, you know what I mean? Like, was good. He was what two years ago. Trubisky felt like he was going to make. He was just going to be a good fantasy quarterback, even if uh, it wasn't great in the in the actual NFL and make the players around him good. And then last year happened, and I just worry about that with Josh Allen a little bit. I've been getting those vibes. I'm just trying not to try not to let it affect me too much. I think true, he, but yeah. even with that, I mean, you know, Allen Robinson did just fine true. even that with is, Trubisky, and I I don't think he's Trubisky. Obviously, just the running ability alone sets him apart, but I get what you're talking about with accuracy and all that. I don't think that he is a wonderful quarterback, and I actually shied away from him for a very long time because of that. But um they are they're definitely doing what they need to in order to put the people around him and kind of succeed in the type of football he can play. And I think, I really do think that Diggs is that perfect guy. And last year, I think this shows it too. He was fifth when it comes to yards per reception. He's that type of big playability. So I think that is the type of guy you need. And you saw with someone with a strong arm, like Lamar Jackson, you know, Marquise Brown, he doesn't have that kind of speed. But at the same time, if you can get behind him, you don't have to be the most accurate. You can just kind of toss it up and Stefan Diggs will go and get it. Um, not to mention you just throw a screen pass to him and he'll get 10 yards for you every time. So uh, that's why I really do love him. I think they're going to use the crap out of the guy. I, I, I love the Allen Robinson comparison there. That actually makes perfect sense. Yeah. Trubisky wasn't great, but you know, Robinson still was his number one was still really good. Why can't Diggs even if be good, even if Allen isn't, I think, but I think Allen's better than Trubisky. So at least, at least a little bit right yeah, now, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, hopefully. All right, let's go here to my number two. So this is funny one because, we did a early, early on in the um, 
off season. I did, we did like an, an over overvalued list and I put this guy on my overvalued list. It's just funny how that works. Right. Back then I was, we're doing it just off the consensus ranks at the time. And at the time he was wide receiver 10 right now in the latest ADP, I saw he was wide receiver 18 and that's going to be DJ Moore. So I'm back on board with DJ Moore here. And it's only because I like the value now at wide receiver 10. It was too much, right? For DJ Moore, I believe. I think wide receiver 10 was just too high, but at wide receiver 18, I think you're starting to get some really good value for a guy who made a big jump last year. And so his second, second season at only 22, he had 87 catches for 1175 yards, four touchdowns. The quarterback change. I mean, I don't think the quarterback change is really, I'm that worried because I mean, in reality, what he played with like Kyle Allen last year. Right. And I don't think Bridgewater's uh, definitely not a downgrade. So I don't think that's going to affect it too much. And wide receiver 18, that's actually, that's a good value now. And I think now more is he's turned the corner and become, you know, he's going behind, you know, he's, he's behind Calvin Ridley now. And they're both, you know, third year guys, but Moore's done it and Ridley hasn't yet. He's actually an ADP. He's actually behind DK Metcalf. You know, as much as we like DK Metcalf, I mean, I can't draft Metcalf over DJ Moore. There's no scenario where I'll ever do that. I mean, again, Metcalf hasn't done it quite like that yet, like Moore did. So DJ Moore, wide receiver 18, I just think that's, I think it's way too low for him. So he's going to make my list a number two here. I actually did not realize that he dropped down in ADP right? because yeah. it, once again, I was a huge, I, I don't, I don't dislike DJ Moore. I just think that everyone hyped him up too much in the beginning, like you were talking about. And I don't think he's done it yet. And I don't particularly like the offense he's going to, um, even though I think he's a very dynamic playmaker. I think eventually he will get there, but I think it's just a slower go for him. So I, I do like 18th though. I think right. that would be about the spot where I was like, okay, who else is around him? Maybe he's worth the risk um, because it's not a guaranteed thing by any means. And you don't know what his touchdown production would, would be like at all. That could be all over the board. You know, now the new wide receiver 10 right now in ADP on fantasy pros is AJ Brown, which that's gone. The other so, way. yeah. So you're off AJ Brown now. Well, definitely. I'm not, not on board with that. So that's too high, <laughs> way too high. So, all right, we've got to number one here. Let's, let's get your number one player for undervalued this year. Number one is going to make a lot of owners from last year very upset because I do not believe that what we saw last year was the real deal, the real player that he can be. And I got to go with OBJ. I got to go with Odell. And yes, did he have a crapper of a season, you know, for compared to what we were expecting? Absolutely. Was Cleveland kind of a dumpster fire from what we were expecting? Yes. And Landry and Chubb might be the only two bright spots of that whole thing. But at the same time, the fact that um, he's going 32nd yeah, in ADP I'm, in the last I'm, month. On Fantasy Football Calculator, that's crazy. That is insane. And these are, you know, and this he's, would be people that see the name and be like, I have to have him. So I can't believe that one year could destroy his reputation as much as it did. And on top of that, yes, he didn't do what we thought he was going to do, but he didn't put it in terrible numbers. Like he was, I believe he finished 31st uh, last year as a wide receiver. And yes, uh, but once again, you could jump up very, very quickly. He still has 74 receptions for just over 1,000 yards and only four touchdowns. But at the same time, you're trying to figure everything out. That line sucked. You know, Freddie Kitchens just couldn't get it done. Um, Landry kind of outshined him. But I really think that you're not going to pay this guy that type of money and bring him in if you're not going to make it work. And 74 catches for 1,000 yards isn't what you brought him in for. And I think he can do a ton more. 
And I could probably go into a lot of different things of why it didn't work out last year, but really what the bottom line comes down to, he's just too darn good to not be near the top 10, if nothing else. And I do believe that they addressed their, their offensive line, which was a huge issue last year for Baker Mayfield. So I think that whole thing will improve him. And I think he'll jump him up to a top 20 at least. And I think that obviously with that talent, he, he could go top five. I mean, he could be that good once again, no questions asked. So I think going at 32nd is just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, he definitely has a top five season in him. It's if he, if someone were to say that we're crazy because we, you said that, or we said that there is just wrong. I mean, but Odell Beckham can be the top, top five wide receiver in the league. Why can't he? I mean, he's, he did it three years in a row I mean, like, from his rookie year. I mean, fifth, fifth and fourth from 2014 to 2016. Right. And then he got hurt. And then obviously he was battling and, and whatnot. But, you know, I, I think that first year that everyone just got way too comfortable thinking that, oh, wow, Cleveland was going to be the next big thing. Baker got too big and they just, they had, you know, they were built on sand. And I, I think that they're finally kind of going in the right direction. And I think everyone's got their head back on straight saying, Oh man, it doesn't matter if we don't win the the ball games. No, I mean, no one wants to see us in commercials if if we're throwing interceptions. Even if you go on the high end of ADP with Odell, and the high end I'm seeing on Fantasy Pros is 17, which to me that's still low. 17, you get Odell Beckham as the the wide receiver. 17, you get Odell Beckham after Calvin Ridley, after DK Metcalf. I mean, that's that's just some great value there. I mean, I love the value of some of these receivers later. I mean, the ones we're all the guys we've talked about here you know, Odell and Diggs and more in that 17 to 25 range. There's some great, great players there. Shoot, even guys we didn't talk about, like Cortland Sutton has dropped a wide receiver 22 in ADP. Oh, and I love Sutton. I right? really do. Like that value is getting to be kind of ridiculous as well. There's a lot of AJ Green we didn't bring up, wide receiver 29 right now. I think that's pretty good value. There's a lot of value to have a wide receiver. That's why in the fishbowl, we waited on wide receiver because – we knew it was there and it keeps popping up on our list here, except for my number one is not a wide receiver, even though I had three here. So I went with a running back here, Jeff, at my number one player. And I don't know if you can guess who this is. I haven't talked about him in a bit. So <laughs> I was going to say, is it completely off? Oh, <laughs> I have no, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> I had to think about it for one moment. Go ahead. <laughs> Darius Geis. Yeah. <laughs> Roll out the the red carpet for this man because Craig is starting a a fan club. So if anyone wants to join, you guys can be the Geist gang. So Darius Geist, um, I haven't talked about it in a while. So I had to bring it back for this. He's now currently running back 32. I mean, running back 32. This is like just a freebie to get on your team at this point. You, He's your third maybe he's your four. He might be your fourth running back. If Geis is your fourth running back, there's absolutely, there, this is, this is the perfect risk to take. Cause at this point it's no longer a risk and the players going right after Geis currently. So Geis at 32 at 33, you got Keyshawn Vaughn. Then you got Jordan Howard, Carrie Ann Johnson, Ronald Jones, Marlon Mack, Philip Lindsay, Damian Williams, James White. I mean, all these guys, none of these guys are the starter except, you know what? Guess who could be the starter completely is Darius Geis. He, if he's healthy, he will be the guy. Keyshawn Vaughn and Ronald Jones obviously are fighting each other, and they're right in that range. Jordan Howard's going to have Matt Breida to go against. Carryon Johnson has DeAndre Swift. Marlon Mack has Jonathan Taylor. Philip Lindsay has Melvin Gordon. Darius Geis, I mean, he has Peterson there, but Peterson is 53 years old, right? 
So, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm just not worried about Adrian Peterson because if Darius Geis is healthy, the, the Redskins aren't going to worry about Adrian Peterson either at this point. They will not. All those other guys have actual young players to worry about. He, Darius Geis does not have a young player. I mean, okay, Adrian Peterson is 35 now. Think about that. Like 35 as a running back. I mean, other than it's him and Frank Gore, the only ones, right? There's, there's no one that's can do this. And yeah, you know, he was actually decently productive again last year, but if guys can play, there's, they, they will give him that chance. And he, you know, he looked really good in the short amount of time he got last year. He had only 42 carries. So he's only had 42 carries in his entire career, but he turned that into, he's turned that into 245 yards and two touchdowns. That's, you know, he, he's looked, he looked really good. Even um, in 2018, the year he got hurt. I, in the preseason before his injury, he was, he, you know, he was actually impressing me. I thought the guy, he was looking really good. And I think if he's given the actual chance and he's not, he's not coming off an ACL this year, it, it was a much more minor and they just shut him down because there was no point to, to, to rush him back to risk him. They were, they weren't going anywhere, obviously. Why, why do anything with him? I just think Geis is going to be, I think he's going to be really good. And if you get him as your fourth running back, after Sony Michelle and after Kareem Hunt, now J.K. Dobbins has a higher ADP than him now, and that's crazy to me. I, as much as I like J.K. Dobbins, I mean, he needs he needs injuries to do something. But I think Geis is going to be healthy again. Geis is going to be fine. So running back thirty two, he's going to probably end up on most of all of my teams here. And I'm actually in the spot now in our say our main keeper league where I could keep Geis, but I'm not going to because I know I'm probably still going to be the highest bid on him. And I'll get him for cheaper than what I could keep him for. So Geis is going to end up in all my teams this year. Um, I, I I want to fight back against you because I know that you love him so much and I just want to rile you up. But, but, but I, running back I, 32, I mean. Yeah, I can't. I mean, the value is very, very good. And you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, as much as it pains me to say, the guy looked tremendous. He looked like the real deal. And and that's the thing. When, when they drafted him, we were all really, really hyped about him. I mean, people drafted him pretty high as a rookie because we thought he could do really great things. And does he have – it's a crowded backfield, so that's one thing I do worry about a little bit, especially with the injuries. Do they kind of hold back the amount of times they give him carries? You have a lot of guys in that backfield, and they just drafted another guy that you're pretty high on. I mean, how do you think that – you know, Antonio Gibson, he was a – he's a very freak athlete that they drafted to be there. They have Adrian Peterson at the same time. I know everyone hates when I talk about Bryce Love, but that guy was going to be, you know, the top running back a couple of years ago if he didn't get hurt. So they do have a very – and then on top of that, you know, Washington is just not that great. <laughs> so can any of that stuff derail him, or do you think that as long as he stays healthy – he will get the the bulk well, of the carries and he will be the guy. Or I, does he still have to overcome well, a few other things? No, because I think people forget this, that last year, so I mean, obviously he had two injuries last year, right? He had a torn meniscus first. But in week one, Adrian Peterson was a healthy scratch because Geis beat him out for the job and they did not need him that week. I mean, Adrian Peterson was a healthy scratch. Geis completely beat him out for the job. And that was after coming back from an ACL injury. And he still beat him out. I mean, no one, no one remembers that little, you know, tidbit there, but he did. He, yes. Then he ended up getting the torn meniscus out six to eight, six, eight weeks. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was, he came back. Then he had a, um, the last injury again. Yeah. So I get why people think he's injury prone. He's had a few of these knee injuries. It, it doesn't, you know, 
it's not not great. But the next one was a was sprained MCL, so it wasn't as serious. Um, it was in December, so they shut him down. There's no need to put him back. So, yeah, three knee injuries, not great. You know, not at all. But in, I'm gonna again. I'm saying at running back 32, there's just absolutely no risk here, and you put this put him on your team because you have a potential you know, starting running back here as your fourth guy. And there's just nothing can go wrong with this. If he doesn't work out great. What did you miss? You missed Jordan Howard. Who cares? Right. So just put guys right. on, the, on the team. So I actually cracked up. I was looking up to, to, you know, verify some of the injuries he had just to make sure that we weren't, you know, that we were yeah. telling the truth. And it's very true. And the meniscus tear, he, he missed 10 weeks, but in this uh, interview that was conducted by Kareem Copeland on January 31st of, of this year, um, I actually cracked up because one of the things that Geist says at the end when the whole thing is about how he's getting frustrated, uh, you know, he just wants to be healthy, just wants to play. He says, I'm tired of always hearing he shows glimpses. As we <laughs> pretty much talk about, like, he right. looked pretty good. And Geist said, I want to show the whole thing. I want everyone to see everything. And I, I hope he does. Um, I'm rooting for him because, no, I don't, I, want, like that. I don't want anyone to lose their place in the NFL because of injuries. Yep. So, there. Yeah, I think it's uh, – I like that quote from Geist. It's a good way to end it, so – um, there was a, there was, I say, there was a lot of other players we could put on this list, right? I mean, there's so, yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. There is quite a few because there's a lot of really good talent later on. And, and I think Craig hit on it when you were, when you were talking about wide receiver, especially there is a lot of young talent that could really do something this year It is very deep. And you know, it's kind of one thing that I found crazy as a guy we talked about earlier in the year for a, like a fall off was Mark Ingram. And it feels like everyone kind of bought into that. And then JK Dobbins really put that over the edge where his ADP right now in Ingram on fantasy pros, his ADP is 26. Now running back 26. And well, I Dob- want to draft him again. <laughs> right. In, in Dobbins running back 29. Like that, th- it's so, isn't that so bizarre? It's really right? funny too, because I, I know that you're supposed to, you know, rank these guys and say, you know, when I would take him exactly, but really the perception it's almost like the stock market, right? The perception right. really drives who you get and when you can get them. Mm-hmm. And someone like Mark Ingram, who, you know, you're, you're fighting father time at, at one point and you do have J.K. Dobbins is going to be the heir apparent and I think he's going to be for big things. But don't, don't fall asleep on someone who's done it for this many years. I mean, it's a very, very dumb thing to think that someone will fall off just because you want them to. Yeah, and I, I mean, I like Dobbins. I thought he was going to be good value to get later, you know, and possibly take over for Ingram at some point. But that was just – that was – complete you know guessing game at that point but now people are actually drafting Dobbins like it's going to happen and that's a big risk right there I mean if anything maybe he's just in the Gus Edwards role and gets that many carries yeah he could be valuable but there is no I mean we were we were putting Ingram down lower as in not put him top 10 like he finished last year right more like 15 to 20 range maybe a little after 20 but 26 it's starting to get the value starting to become interesting I mean, I'd rather have him than David Montgomery. I'd re- I mean, I'm keep bringing David Montgomery up, but I'd rather have a lot of guys than David Montgomery. So, yeah, um, I know. he's the one that's easy to pick up. <laughs> but, but all right, yeah. There's there's other guys still throughout there that you know, Marvin Jones, I think, still good value at like wide receiver 42, something like that, which is uh, I think pretty good value. But there's a lot of players out there um, you can help at the end of the draft. So don't just yeah. Take that part very seriously. I think that's where you can win your draft is at the end. And there's so much, especially wide receiver. The talent is just all over the board there. So, but all right. I think that's all I got, unless you got anything else. 
No, I'm yeah. going forever on this topic, but right? no, well, let's cut it off there. <laughs> we'll, we'll, be, we'll be back next week with two episodes. We're going to do our Players We Love episode, which we do every year. You know, there might be a couple guys that come from today's list and end up next week. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I like how everyone knows. They're like, oh, God, we have to hear about Geist again. Maybe, maybe he's on next week's list. We, we will find out. There will be other guys. I'm going to we're going to try to switch it up a little bit. These are the guys I like the most. But then there are other guys that their value might be like where it should be but doesn't mean i don't you know they're not really undervalued they're just valued correctly that doesn't mean that you know some of these like uh i don't know we'll find out next week how about that <laughs> and then also there we'll we do go. break breakout players as well which there'll be a couple more in there as well i won't put guys on that list i'll keep him off the breakout players list even though you probably could be on that too maybe I mean, he'll, he he'll, maybe bounce back maybe he'll just I be no i guess you have to you know maybe he'll be produced before you can bounce back Maybe he'll be number one on all the lists. We'll find out. But, <laughs> all right. That'll do it for this week. We'll talk to you guys next time. 